It's the S2S 5K podcast, which means we're going from the sofa to so-fit, 5K training style. So if you're ready, shake off the negative, embrace the positive, and let's get ready for a wonderful week, a beautiful day, and an awesome run. And shout out to all the Kaiser Permanente employees following along. Let's go. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast, featuring health and fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, Hans O. Johnson. Welcome to week two. So how was week one? I hope it was challenging but doable. And unless an excuse or an emergency got in the way, you got all three days of running in, right? Do you know why you're running, what you're after, and who you want or need to become? Did you write down your top three excuses on the excuse eliminator sheet? Now, I'm going to be on you about these. These exercises aren't just great for running 5Ks. They're great for running your life. If week one was awesome, rock on. If it was less than stellar, don't feel bad. Be glad. The road to success is an unpaved, rocky road with dark corners, plenty of shadows, and booby traps. So push through. Just keep at it. Speaking of pushing, our topic of the day, acronyms. I'm a big fan of mnemonics and acronyms, so I thought I'd share two of my top four acronyms I use with some of the folks I coach. But before we do that, a quick quiz. Select the answer that is most correct for this question. How often should you change your running shoes? A. 100 to 200 miles. B. 200 to 300 miles. C. 300 to 400 miles. If you know the answers, you're on it. And thank you for listening to last week's episode. If you don't know it, don't fret. The answer will be revealed at the end of this episode. Okay, let's get back to it. My top two acronyms. Number one, P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. Push. Unrelenting faith, commitment, and dedication. Until something happens. That's the powerful piece. This really is a big one for me because half the time dreamers, workers, or runners get so discouraged that something didn't happen on time that they throw in the towel. If you like your steak well done and your waiter brings it to you medium rare, you don't throw off the steak. You tell the waiter, put it back in the oven until something happens. Now, you don't really say that because something happening could be like a fire. But ultimately, you say, go put it back in. It needs more time. Your something, your goal may need more time. It may need nine weeks. It may need three months. It may need a lifetime. Ultimately, you decide what your something is. You decide if the work and the time and the faith is worth it. If what you're after, if your something is worth it, then keep at it. No excuses, no plan B, go for it. Push until something happens. Push until your something happens. Now, a big reason why some people don't push, i.e. they don't commit, is because of what? They're afraid. You guessed it. My number two favorite acronym, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real, fear. Remember the dark corners on the rocky road to success I spoke of earlier, or being afraid at night of the monster in the corner of your room that is really just a coat hanging on a rack? You only need to turn the lights on. In other words, take action. Get up and do something, however small, because those monsters, they still haunt us as adults in all sorts of insidious ways. What makes it hard for us, for adults that is, is that They are not as clear or as well articulated as they were when we were kids. But I'll tell you what, they show up when you don't make that phone call, or when you procrastinate, or just before you indulge in something you shouldn't. It shows up when you shrink from a situation or in the presence of a certain person. It shows up in a flash the moment you lie. 
Ooh, I know I'm talking to somebody. I've worked with a lot of people in this area, so I know that overcoming fear is not always as simple as some cute acronym or some mnemonic. Which means we should probably come back to this. We may have to come back to this one. But suffice to say today, two things. One, imagine what would happen if your worst fear actually came true. And imagine what you would do if it really happened. Most often, the sting of that fear dissipates a little bit when you actually think about the worst thing actually happening. The second thing, the acronym F-E-A-R speaks to what? False evidence, which means you need new evidence. You need new, true evidence. So go get some. Are you afraid to commit because you don't think that you'll complete the eight weeks of walking and running? Well, take the smallest step. Give it a shot. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, and let's find out. A lot of times, new, true facts, real evidence buffers us against the fear and doubt. Okay, so those are two of the four acronyms I use most. Push and fear. Push and fear. Push fear. Push through the fear. I'll go over the next two next week. And before we leave, one thing practical for at least half of the population. Sports bras and bra tops. And for that, I'll leave a special link in the show notes, and I'll pin a video on the Solano Fit Facebook page. But here's a quick preview. Okay, so I have a little bit of a confession to make. I hadn't been measured for a bra since I was pregnant with my second child, and he's four years old right now. Since I was 18, I've always worn the same make and the same size bra. I've had big boobs since I was in eighth grade, and honestly, when I'd go to shop for sports bras, I'd look for what was cute versus what fit. I was wearing my old sports bra from eighth grade when I played basketball, as well as in a regular bra, because I was so insecure about looking so fat-chested. I never thought I needed to be sized for a bra. I was embarrassed to talk about my boobs and the size of my boobs. I just kept wearing the So if you fall into this category and you need a new sports bra or bra top, Fleet Feet in Vacaville, Roadrunner Sports in Concord, or RunningWarehouse.com, where you can get something online. Oh, and I almost forgot about the three tracks this week. For the week two beginner course, you have three days of running this week that include a 45-second walk, 45-second run circuit, repeated 12 times for the first day. For the second day of week two, a 15-minute freestyle walk or run. That's on you. And for the third day on week two, a timed 5K walk. Just try to beat your time from last week. For the intermediate and advanced runners, your plans include five days of running. And if you haven't already downloaded your preferred track, do so by logging in at solanofit.com. Then check all of your email folders for access to the resource page. And the answer to the quiz, how often should you change your running shoes? C, 300 to 400 miles. Technically, it's 300 to 500 miles from last week's episode, but C was the most correct answer. Now, there are so many variations of shoes out there that the best answer really is that it depends. It depends on your running style, it depends on the force you generate into the ground, and it depends on how much support your shoe provides. Now, if you plan on buying a new pair, now's the time to do it. The Sofit City 5K, 10K, and the Kaiser Run are approximately eight, nine weeks from the release date of this recording, so you have plenty of time. Okay, that's it for week two. If this were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? So get out there, make yourself proud, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>